Hey, welcome to Hot Takes. I'm your host, James Scott, here to analyze anything and everything interesting. Let's dig into today's topics. So this is Chris, and today's been a really exciting day, at least for James, because, you know, James has gotten out there, started hitting up the baseball games and things like that, just to, you know, he loves the games. He loves to check out what's going on. And I think what the most important aspect of him going to the games and checking them out is because he he's a, I'm going to invent a word here right now. He, he's a datatician. So he, he loves talking about data. He loves crafting charts and things like that to see where people will fall in different divisional breakdowns. I mean, as you know, cause you, you've all been listening to this podcast and everything. And the thing is, going to the today's game really confirms some stuff for him. And James, if you want to take it from there, there's no better intro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm still just like, like I'm in shock. You know, when 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 you you have that guy who's like had a near death experience in a movie, and the, the ambulance people are there. Ambulance people, you know, they're there. Okay. And, and they're talking to people him, are there people are there to help him and uh, uh you'd hope right um <laughs> and, and they're talking to him and they're like you know oh he's just in shock you know he'll be okay he's just in shock right now and that's kind of where i'm at i had like the i won't say it's the best baseball experience i've ever had in my entire life but it's right up there. You know, I've been at a game where my team won the world series. So I can't ever say like a spring training game was the best baseball experience I've had in my life. And um, I've been to games where it was like the year before, like uh, a team broke a a multi-year curse, the Cubs in this case, uh, they were facing their world series opponent in spring training. And I was there the game where I believe it was Schwarber Baez and Bryant, they hit home runs back to back to back against Cleveland, who eventually they would face in the World Series. So, um, you know, I've been to some really great games. I've been to games that went on very late. I've been to games that were just like ridiculously high, high scoring games. I, I've been to games that were like shutouts. Uh, I've been to all sorts of different types of games. Never been to a no hitter, okay, or a perfect game. Uh, but almost every other type of game, uh, you know, I've seen cycles, I've seen a game where one guy got two grand slams like in the same game. Um, I've seen, I've seen wild stuff. I've seen a lot, you know, but today's game was one of the most exciting fun games that I've ever, like it had everything. It had everything that I would want in a ball game. Uh, It had the starting nine of a team that's going to win their division. It had a, uh, Cy Young award winner from the previous year. It had two very comp- competitive teams that are going to be in the playoffs or, or at least borderline playoffs for one of them. Um, it had home runs that went through clouds, uh, as, you know, as, as Billy Crystal, I believe, said about one of Mantle's home runs. You know, it's, you, you think about it. it, obviously didn't go through clouds, you know. But the thing was so hard hit, so went so far, like, it was rising as it went over the batter's eye. And then I just lost track of it. 
Like I, I even when I saw the the highlights of 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 the thing, the ball just disappeared. And I gotta say, like, I I don't think I've ever seen a ball hit as far. I I just I'm I'm being completely honest. I I read an article actually while I was at the game that was made about how far the ball was hit. Like they wrote the article during the game and uh, they said that it was 464 feet. Uh-uh, none of that. This is why I have a problem with like StatCast because StatCast is like, are they going to measure the humidity uh, on the day? Because if, if it's really clear, today was very clear, the ball is just going to sail. It's not going to drop at all. It's going to keep going. So maybe in a normal, you know, humidity level environment, it goes 460 whatever feet. That ball went, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that that ball went over 480 feet, probably about 490 feet, might have even have gone 500 feet. Everybody at the stadium was saying the same thing. The ball was rising as it went over the 30-foot fence in center field that sits 412 feet away from home plate. Like, I'm sorry, if it's rising, it's not like, oh, it's going to go over it and then arc all the way back to 30 feet that is above the fence. So that would be then for 440 and then, oh, just 20 feet further than that. No way. No way. It's impossible. It's like when Stanton hit that ball that hit the roof of Dodger Stadium and bounced out. And they said, oh, that's just 475 feet. No, no. Like this is this is why I have a problem with Statcast. I mean, they're clearly not weighing everything that you'd need to weigh into it. Like Stanton hit a home run in the home run derby in Minnesota a few years ago, that almost went out of that ballpark. And the important thing to remember is that that ballpark's like normal size to center field, sure, right? But then, similar to Toronto's Rogers Center, this, the decks are built on top of each other, and there's like five decks. And that's even beyond the center field fence. So it's not like, oh, beyond the center field fence, you can see the city. No, it's just decks on decks on decks. And he hit it to the top of one of the decks about like, I'll say six rows and then a fence from clearing it. And they, they, they measured it at like 471 feet or something like that. And I'm just like, are they just drawing a line between like when it hits something and the bat? Or like, what, what are they, what, is, they're not measuring, it's just, that's how they're going to do it. Just, oh, between it hits something in the bat, like, even then it doesn't really make sense for a lot of these balls that are just continually going, like, they're, they're clearly leaving something important out because it's now been a few years where I've seen a ball and I've been like, whoa, that's like, you know, clearly this many feet and it's, 50 feet short like at this point I, I don't I don't really trust that side of stat cast um now if you're telling me how hard he's hitting it right and I can compare it to the next person on average right then that's useful information but on how far the farthest hit ball a singular player will go I don't think they calculate distance well I I, I just don't think it's a, something they do well I mean you'll see guys like Didi Gregorius who don't hit the ball hard at all, but because they're regularly hitting it at the perfect angles, they're always getting homers, always 25 plus homers per year over a full season. So I, I and Statcast doesn't think he'll ever do well. And then he always does well every single year, 
year after year. So I don't think they're calculating that right. I think there's something they're leaving out there. And I think it's pretty crucial. And I think like it, it hurts a lot of guys because we're in an era where guys are hitting home runs farther than ever and, and harder than ever. And if they were actually calculating the distances right and we're seeing, you know, people hitting 530 foot home runs, like I think some of them are, like I think Stanton's home run that went almost out of target field, there's no way that that wasn't like plus five, 500 plus, you know, like clearly 500 plus. The one I saw today was, it was either like 505 or it was like 490, like the lowest I could imagine it being would be like 488, 489. You know, there's no way it was 464. No, sorry, not happening. Like I've seen uh, Jock Peterson in uh, the Diamondbacks ballpark hit one that went 477 feet. Um, and like that looked like it went 477 feet, right? But again, like there's stands beyond, you know, normal stands, not like a wall of stands, normal stands beyond. And, and if you don't have a parking lot beyond instead, it's like the Angels have a parking lot behind their ballpark. So the guy I saw like today who hit a ball into the stratosphere was Shohei Otani. So this is a long, long road to explaining that. And it's the second time this spring he's done that, hit a ball well over the batter's eye in center field. He's running like he, he, he hit a ball to the shortstop today, okay? Ground ball in front of the shortstop, and he beat it out as a single. Like he's got ridiculous speed. He's throwing 100 miles an hour from the left side in spring training. Nobody throws 100 from the left side unless you're like a reliever or something. Like that just doesn't happen. One of the most talented players I've ever seen. I, I, if he does, if he's healthy this year, he's going to do incredible things. So that's the first thing I saw today that was just mind blowing was Otani hitting a ball farther than I've almost seen. If, if not seen any ball hit in person. And I've been watching ball game. Like when I was growing up, I'd go to from, from 20 to 40 games a season in, in Yankee stadium and, and, and the Shea stadium slash city field. And, and that was from, I'm going to say about 2003, straight through about 2010, 2011. So I've seen a lot of games, a lot of games growing up. And I don't think I've ever seen a ball hit that far in person. Like maybe one in the old Yankee Stadium way back in the day that went in the upper deck. But I mean, like, I don't even remember who hit it, you know? It was, it was some guy. I was a kid, you know? But this is Shohei Otani hitting one after he hit one equal distance a few days ago. I'm just glad I was there. So that's the first thing I want to note. We saw uh, Jose Iglesias, new addition for the Angels, make a jumping catch where he had to go over his head, maximum height, and, and, and just snare a liner. It was beautiful. And I got to say, like, He's looking mid-season form, both at the plate and in the field. He got a single. Um, so I got to see great defense at third. I got to see Trout play, not just hit. He hit, he got a single. I believe he drove in a run. But he also made a great running catch in the outfield where he looked just like Mantle, where Mantle's running so fast that he doesn't really have to dive. He just kind of gets there and just slows up because he's strong, you know? And he's just able to, even though he's off balance, he's so strong in the legs that he can just slow himself up without having to dive. 
It's straight out of Mantle's playbook, make this amazing catch. Um, so I got to see Otani. I got to see Trout. Trout, probably the best player of all time. Um, I say probably because, like, there's no reason to think that he won't, like, do what he's been doing for, like, the next, I'm going to say, six years, seven years. And if he just does anything like he's done for those years, you're looking at easily the best player of all time. Like, easily. There's no reason to think he's not going to do that. I mean, we said something similar about Ken Griffey Jr. Um, but I have a lot more belief in Trout being this, like, in, in every way. I mean, he's, he's been better than Ken Griffey Jr. so far. So um, so I got to see the god play, you know, like the, the Thor of the baseball world, the god of thunder, you know. Uh, that, that's honestly what people should start calling him. People should start calling Trout Thor. Like it works. Um, the, guy, the guy's biceps are like as big as my like midsection. It's, it's he's massive. He's like a Greek god, Hercules, Hercules. Um, <laughs> but I got to see Pujols play. He's a future Hall of Famer. You know, uh, that was nice. You know, he even hit a double. Oh my god, it was hilarious because for him to hit a double, right? It either has to be like a clear double where it was just crushed. He hit one right down the line that he had to hustle out because the, the left fielder was running for it. And, you know, you're looking at this guy who's like in his mid forties and he's just trying to get to second. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, it was, it was good to see that like, he's, he's still playing, you know, I, I, I remember his rookie year in 2001. Oh my God. I was a kid in 2001. Chris, you were a kid in 2001. And he's still playing. He's going to retire, I think, after this season, though. So, you know, good for him. Um, I, I think that he's had an incredible career. And uh, even if he's two, year, two years older than he's listed as, um, I don't care. He, he's, a, he's a great, great player. I don't care. Black Panther voice. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to keep using that reference. It's a great reference. I'll tell you, every time I say I don't care, I hear it in the back of my mind where, like, um, it's that, that civil war with Captain America. Yeah, and all yeah. That. And, and like, um, uh, I think someone introduces themselves. I think it's Ant-Man. He introduces himself to Black Panther. And Black Panther's like, I don't care. He's like, hey, I'm Ant-Man. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's great. Because he's caught up in like avenging his father. And he still doesn't realize that like anger's not the way. He learns that from seeing Iron Man and Captain America go at it um at the end of the movie which is a great lesson and um, poor ant-man but, always fanboying yeah they're all just... <laughs> yeah. he's like hey i'm it i don't care <laughs> so he, he's always getting the short end of the stick in like every oh, movie <laughs> it's a great saying too just you know you just br bring out the accent you know what kind of forever you know <laughs> i'm probably doing it wrong what what is it this side or is it this side i, I don't know i, I mean i even when I do air guitar, I get it from the wrong side. So <laughs> don't listen to me with that stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Fletcher and Iglesias looked like they were, they'd been working for years together up the middle. Um, Ahmed Rosario, I believe they tried him in center field. Uh, I think that, I think that was him today uh, for the Indians. He made like three errors, um, dropped two balls that were like fly balls. And the people on the bases just ran. So that's another thing. Like, you don't usually see that happen where there's multiple outfield errors, one on a throwing error, two on, like, not being able to catch it. And then the runners on the bases just keep going. 
Like that's an exciting play. Um, like there was diving catches. There was, this game had almost everything, if not everything that you could want out of a baseball game. Um, and like Shane Bieber, the guy who's the Cy Young of, uh, of last year, he got lit up by this Indian or this, this uh, Angels uh, offense. Again, everything scrambled. Such a great game. It's just, and then the best part happened. And I'm not even like, I, I need a moment because this one, this is, this is what really like topped off the entire game. Okay, so the first thing is um, at the <laughs> at the beginning of the game, they were batting in so many runs that by like the fifth inning, Trout had had as many at bats as he'd need. Spring training, you know, Upton, same deal. Rendon, same deal. Pujols, same deal. Um, Otani, same deal. But they didn't, you know, take them all off the field at once. So Tani came off first, probably because, you know, he was the, the star of the day, if you will. And um, then after Otani did, you know, you know, he, look, when Otani came off the field and he came out of the dugout and everybody realized he was being taken out of the game, everybody who had a seat by the dugout, they went nuts. But for whatever reason, the people in my section, they didn't really make a lot of noise. So I saw this as kind of an opportunity. When, uh, when he ended up walking by, um, you know, I was like, way to go, kid. You hit that one to the moon or something like that. I know I said, way to go, kid, something, something. And he looks over, waves at me, looks me in the eye and smiles. And I'm just like, whoa, Shohei Otani and me just had like a moment. <laughs> But that was right after he hit like the farthest home run that I've ever seen. One of the most talented players in the sport. I thought that was really cool. You know, I, I you know, I shouted him out and he acknowledged me. Now it wasn't just me who he waved to. He was waving to the crowd. Right. But when I said what I said, he looked at me, smiled and changed from just waving like this to waving like this, like right at me. So that, you know, it could have been because my girlfriend is Asian and she was right next to me and maybe he's trying to flirt with my girl. Uh, you know, who knows, you know, but uh, no, no, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a moment. It was a moment. And I was like, wow. Okay. After he just did what he did that he kind of, you know, okay, that's cool. I was just going to sit with that. You know, that was a cool moment. That was cool. Uh, so a couple of innings later, they're taking a couple of the other guys off the field. Right. And um It's Upton and it's Trout and they're walking together and talking to each other, right? And they're right there. I'm in the fourth row. They're right there, okay? And, um, you know, I, I have my opinion about the Angels this year. So uh, I was like, you know what? This is the best time to say it. And I was like, you guys are going to win the division. You got the division on lock, you know? And I'm moving my hands like this, you know, I'm New Yorker through and through. And Upton hears me, sees me. He, I mean, he turns his head, so I presume he sees me. He has his sunglasses on that he uses in the outfield. 
Trout has them on his on his helmet, so I can see that he sees me too. Mm-hmm. But Trout, you know, he he's he's caught up in talking to Upton, and he's very dignified, and he's not gonna, you know, be like, "Damn straight," you know, he's gonna be like, "We're gonna compete for the division." That's very much Trout humble. But Upton goes, "Yeah," because I'm already moving my hands like this. I'm the only one in my area who's like whooping these guys up. I don't know why. And Upton, he, he acknowledges me. Looks right over at me, presuming. Um, and same arm motion when I say what I say about them winning the division. Points right at us. Um, like literally points right at us. Um, so now two interactions with elite ball players, And in addition to them being interactions with elite ball players, there were dope interactions with elite ball players. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trout looked at me. Yeah. Now that's like the, all of that. It, that's one of the best days that I, I, I can remember ever having at a ballpark. And it confirms a few things. Angels are definitely winning their division. It confirms Otani's for real at hitting for sure. Because if he can beat out ground balls that are just hit to um, the shortstop in the infield, just normal ground balls, just because he's that fast, then like he's going to easily be a guy who can hit doubles, easily be a guy who can hit triples. Like he's going to maximize anything that's in play. He's a lefty. He's going to hit righties at minimum. Righties are the majority of, of pitchers out there. And um, with a, a runner on third, just to kind of finish up a rally, like he was capable of, like I actively saw him from how he was in like his first at bat to how he was in, in, in that bat where he crushed the monster home run. He actively slowed things down. Like he was moving his leg. He was kind of trying to time things. He was trying to do, when he hit the ball that far, he barely moved. Everything was quiet. So he's clearly capable of slowing the game down at the plate. And that's a very important skill if you want to be an elite hitter at the big leagues. Um, So if you can run, if you can hit, uh, if you can pitch 100 miles an hour from the left side, which nobody does, um, and you're putting him – Quite literally, right there in the middle of the... You know who bats right after him? It's Otani, it's Trout, it's Rendon. They're putting two middle-of-the-order hitters right after him. Like, how, how can he not be considered a superstar this year? He, he's an ace pitcher for them, throwing 100 miles an hour from the left side. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Like... I don't know. I think the whole league should be on alert for this guy. And like, look, don't, when you hear that Dylan Bundy was announced as like the angels ace, like that he's going to be their, their opening day starter. Think of that as more of a compliment to Bundy than like some sort of like rip on, on Otani. You know what I mean? And uh, God, this stuff's good. Hold on. So anyway, um, 
one of the best games that I have ever seen in my entire life uh, by far. And uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm in a state of shock about how good it was. Um, Dexter Fowler played. Fletcher played. Iglesias played. Rendon played. Pujols played. Kurt Suzuki played. Uh, Trout, Upton. Um, Griffin Canning was the pitcher uh, entering the game. Um, who else was playing? Oh, yeah. Shane Bieber played. Um, Bobby Bradley played. Um, there was a couple of other guys. Um, I almost got an acknowledgement from Fletcher. I think I said hi to him a little bit too late for that to happen, but, um, that would have been pretty cool. That would have been pretty dope. Um, but honestly, one of the best games that I've been to in years, it had everything that, that I could want in a ball game. So I don't know, Chris. I ain't got much that much left to say. You know? It just it sounds like it was a great day, and it's just awesome when you when you know you sit around. I, I just picture because I mean we talk a lot. We're we're always texting, and obviously we're always meeting for for these podcasts and stuff like that and everything. And it's just it's so great to hear you talk about like the analytics and the data that goes into tracking these players and like how well they're doing and how well they're gonna do. And then, you know, hearing you take a trip down to the ball game and, you know, seeing it in action and just kind of like confirming that like your, the way that you're analyzing this data and the way that you're seeing it's on point and it just brings this higher level of accuracy to what we're doing here on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, like live stream. I think like my last thing that I want to say is that like this team did this against Shane Bieber. Okay. Like if they can do it against Shane Bieber, if they can put up nine runs in three innings against Shane Bieber, they can hit anyone. Like this is very clearly a better, like massively better offense than the Astros. Like it's not a question who's going to win the division anymore to me. The only thing that could stop it is if like Bundy and Otani both get hurt. And even then the offense is a huge advantage. The, the position player squad is a huge advantage. So that's it. That's all I got to say. Uh, definitely go check out uh, that Otani home run. Um, if you can figure out like, like where it landed or, or even better, if you can figure out um, <laughs> you why can go find happened. the ball. Yeah. If you can go <laughs> find the ball for me and figure out where it landed, you know, someone out there has, you know, a, a science mathematics degree to the point of like, you know, I can calculate the aerial and all that, you know, like, look, I work on player evaluation. I work on growth trajectories and individual adjustments and all of those types of things. I'm not an astrophysicist. So if we have any astrophysicists, please take care of that. And <laughs> if we don't, um, anyone who actually is not an astrophysicist, but is a great baseball mind, um, or even just a, a, someone who, who wants to go in and, 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 and give me some sort of reason why StatCast gets the distances wrong, 
Uh, I, I definitely want to hear it from you guys in the comments because I want to know why personally, because there's no way in the world that that ball went 164 feet. It's impossible. And like, I'll fight people on this, like on a, on a personal level. So <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, everyone just be sure. Hit that subscribe button. Listen on all platforms for this podcast. I mean, you already know you're listening. And be sure I've been tagging our YouTube in the description of every episode. Make sure you head on over to the YouTube. You hit that subscribe version. If you like, you can catch the vodcast version of these podcasts over on YouTube as well as the live streams. Yeah, and uh, in addition to that, I also do a lot of work with Baseball Guy Sean. Check out his channel. It's fantastic stuff. And with that, hope to see you next time.